Welcome to the Folktale Project, this is Dan Shawls. For the rest of the week, we're going to be working with another story that you probably know, perhaps from the Walt Disney Company as well. And this one does also have a, well, perhaps unfamiliar ending, but my goodness, it is a lovely story. I've broken it into two parts, so today and Friday, we will be hearing all about Cinderella, or The Little Glass Slipper. Once there was a gentleman who married for his second wife the proudest and most haughty woman that was ever seen. She had, by a former husband, two daughters of her own humor, who were indeed exactly like her in all things. He had likewise, by another wife, a young daughter, but of unparalleled goodness and sweetness of temper which she took from her mother, who was the best creature in the world. No sooner were the ceremonies of the wedding over, but the mother-in-law began to show herself in her true colors. She could not bear the good qualities of this pretty girl, and the less because they made her own daughters appear the more odious. She employed her in the meanest work of the house. She scoured the dishes, tables, etc., and scrubbed Madame's chamber, and those of Mrs. her daughters. She lay up in a sorry garret upon a wretched straw bed, while her sisters lay in fine rooms with floors all inlaid, upon beds of the very newest fashion, and where they had looking-glasses so large that they might see themselves at their full length from head to foot. The poor girl bore all patiently, and dared not tell her father who would have rattled her off, for his wife governed him entirely. When she had done her work, she used to go into the chimney-corner and sit down among cinders and ashes, which made her commonly be called Cinderwench. But the youngest, who was not so rude and uncivil as the eldest, called her Cinderella. However, Cinderella, notwithstanding her mean apparel, was a hundred times handsomer than her sisters, though they were always dressed very richly. It happened that the king's son gave a ball, and invited all persons of fashion to it. Our young misses were also invited, for they cut a very grand figure among the quality. They were mightily delighted at this invitation, and wonderfully busy in choosing out such gowns, petticoats, and headclothes as might become them. This was a new trouble for Cinderella, for it was she who ironed her sister's linen and plaited their ruffles. They talked all day long of nothing but how they should be dressed. For my part, said the eldest, I will wear my red velvet suit with French trimming. And I, said the youngest, shall have my usual petticoat, but then, to make amends for that, I shall put on my gold-flowered manteau and my diamond stomacher, which is far from being the most ordinary one in the world. They send for the best tire woman they could get to make up their headdresses and adjust their double pinners, and they had their red brushes and patches from Mademoiselle de la Poche. Cinderella was likewise called up to them to be consulted in all these manners, for she had excellent notions, and advised them always for the best, nay, and offered her services to dress their heads, which they were very willing she should do. As she was doing this, they said to her, Cinderella, would you not be glad to go to the ball? Alas, said she, you only jeer me. It is not for such as I am to go thither. 
Thou art in the right of it, replied they. It would make the people laugh to see a cinderwench at a ball. Any one but Cinderella would have dressed their heads awry, but she was very good and dressed them perfectly well. They were almost two days without eating, so much were they transported with joy. They broke above a dozen laces in trying to be laced up close, and they might have a fine slender shape, and they were continually at their looking-glass. At last, the happy day came. They went to court, and Cinderella followed them with her eyes as long as she could, and when she had lost sight of them she fell a-crying. Her godmother, who saw her all in tears, asked her what was the matter. I wish I could. I wish I could. She was not able to speak the rest, being interrupted by her tears and sobbing. This godmother of hers, who was a fairy, said to her, Thou wishest thou couldst go to the ball, is it not so? Yes, cried Cinderella, with a great sigh. Well, said her godmother, be but a good girl, and I will contrive that thou shalt go. Then she took her into her chamber and said to her, Run into the garden, and bring me a pumpkin. Cinderella went immediately to gather the finest she could get, and brought it to her godmother, not being able to imagine how this pumpkin could make her go to the ball. Her godmother scooped out all the inside of it, having left nothing but the rind, which done, she struck it with her wand, and the pumpkin was instantly turned into a fine coach gilded all over with gold. She then went to look into her mousetrap, where she found six mice all alive, and ordered Cinderella to lift up a little the trap-door, when, giving each mouse as it went out a little tap with her wand, the mouse was at that moment turned into a fine horse, which altogether made a very fine set of six horses and a beautiful mouse-colored dapple gray. Being at a loss for a coachman, I will go and see, says Cinderella, if there is never a rat in the rat-trap, we may make a coachman of him. Thou art in the right, replied her godmother, go and look. Cinderella brought the trap to her, and in it there were three huge rats. The fairy made choice of one of the three, which had the largest beard, and having touched him with her wand, he was turned into a fat, jolly coachman, who had the smartest whiskers eyes ever beheld. After that, she said to her, Go again into the garden, and you will find six lizards behind the watering pot. Bring them to me. She had no sooner done so, but her godmother turned them into six footmen, who skipped up immediately behind the coach, with their liveries all bedaubed with gold and silver, and clung as close behind each other as if they had done nothing else their whole lives. The fairy then said to Cinderella, Well, you see here an equipage fit to go to the ball with. Are you not pleased with it? Oh, yes, cried she. But must I go thither as I am in these nasty rags? And that is where we will stop for today with the story of Cinderella or the Little Glass Slipper. And we all know how the story is going to continue on Friday, but let's all wait until Friday. This is Dan Scholes for The Folktale Project. Don't forget that you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Overcast, anywhere you like to get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Folktale Project. You can find us on Auto Radio, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, 
anywhere you'd like to listen. And you can always head over to folktaleproject.com where you'll find a new story waiting for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. As always, thank you so much for listening. <laughs>